Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Connor Riley. Countdown is on to the Combine. Connor Riley with Dog Nation joining us. Um, and, you know, everybody's talking about uh, Jalen Carter, rightfully so. <sighs> I think, right, you got to go into this and say, no matter what he does at the combine, he only can hopefully improve his status. But you think that he's going to be the number one overall pick. But let's talk about the other guys that are are invited to the combine, the the other 12 guys. Who comes after Jalen Carter? Who's the second best guy that the dogs are probably going to put in this draft? And, and again, Carter, Mm -hmm. we know this depends on team needs. But what would you say to that? I think the guy that's probably going to go second here from Georgia is Broderick Jones, a guy who won, I think, his best football is still ahead of him, which is a pretty frightening thought because I thought he was a monster this past season for Georgia at the left tackle spot, was a difference maker in the 2022 national championship win over Alabama. Uh, you know, obviously has incredible traits, his athleticism. I think all the guys that are first-round tackles, Paris Johnson and Peter Skarnarski out of Northwestern, Jones is going to be the best tester of the bunch. But the guy that I think I'm most interested in seeing what he does at the combine and sort of what the discourse is around him is Keely Ringo. It's a really deep cornerback, cornerback draft class, but I think Ringo's got a case to, to test better than any of those guys. He's going to run in the four threes at, at 6'2", 200, and probably 10 pounds, uh, which is just freaky athleticism. And, and, you know, there's a lot of nitpicking about what he was or wasn't at Georgia, but at the end of the day, he was a starting quarterback for a two-time national championship winner, playing for Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp, who are two of the better defensive back coaches in the country. And if those guys give him a stamp of approval like they did, I think it bodes well for what we're going to see from Ringo in Indianapolis. And, and you know, obviously he's got the athletic gifts as well, but I'm willing that, so, that he's going to really impress the team in the interview setting and that a team is going to bet big on what he's going to be able to become going into his pro career. Yeah, Broderick would look good in a Falcons uniform if you maybe slid down unless he really increases his draft stock. Remember, guys, two parts to this. They'll have the combine, and then the Georgia Pro Day will be where everybody will be there, obviously, and then those guys might even do even better than what they did you know, in Indianapolis. But they might not do everything in Indy, do it all at, uh, at Georgia. Moving forward, though, I mean, Ring, I know I've asked you about Ringo and his coverage ability. Yeah, they, he's locked in as a corner. No, 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 there's no confusion there. We were joking around, uh, Carl, Carl and I, about the Jalen Carter stuff that came out from Jordan Yates. For those who remember, the Georgia Tech quarterback in 2021. Of all the trash talk that all the guys in that rotation said on D-line, I loved it, Connor, going, man, y'all are so unprepared. <laughs> you know, it's like, like I'm going to blank you up or something. Like, you guys really have no idea what's coming. Uh, Jordan Yates saying going up against the 21 Georgia defense felt like the field was 30 yards wide. The more we learn about Jalen Carter and just who he is, like he's secretly one of like the great trash talkers of recent memory when it comes to college football. Again, you have that Jordan Yates. We're just like, that's such a perfect thing to say to an opposing team that it's just so clearly overmatched. But then, you know, you have the LSU moment earlier this year where he sticks the finger in the air while holding Jaden Daniels. He is not a small person by any means, but 
makes him look like a child. You have him against Arkansas in 2021 as a fullback, just blowing up opposing defensive linemen. Uh, this is a guy who, you know, if you're a real football fan or a true football fan, you just love having him on your team and being able to watch him and, and just sort of see him be a destructive force, which is exactly what you want him, a, a, a star defensive tackle to be. And I think he's absolutely going to be that at the next level. Connor Riley joining us uh, as he does on a weekly basis, guys. The offseason never stops for the dogs as we get ready for the combine coming up. I do want to ask you about Glenn Schumann. Is he getting interested in the NFL? What's going on with this, uh, this Schumann story as far as teams maybe wanting to interview him? Yeah, I saw a report out there that I guess the Eagles are interested in him. I haven't seen a whole lot from the traditional NFL insiders that would indicate that he's a serious candidate for that job. And quite mm. frankly, I'd be very surprised if he ends up leaving Georgia. I think he loves the college game. Uh, he obviously has a very bright future in front of him. Uh, I would expect him, when raises do ultimately get announced, slash we find out them through FOIA, I would expect Glenn Schumann to get a pretty substantial raise this offseason, given the job that he did this past season for Georgia as the co-defensive coordinator and inside linebackers coach, I get why an NFL team would be interested in him. He, he's an incredibly bright coach that has a very strong future. And look, the Eagles before, you know, Brian Johnson, who I believe is was their quarterback's coach and is probably going to be their offensive coordinator, was thought of as a college lifer, a guy that uh, at Florida had a very bright future working for Dan Mullen, sort of maybe the offensive side of what uh, Kirby Smart is at Georgia. But I, I expect Glenn Schumann to be back on Georgia staff next year and continue to ultimately, I think, one day become a head coach at the SEC level. He loves the college atmosphere, and I would expect that to continue. But I certainly understand why an NFL team would be interested in bringing in an impressive young coach like Glenn Schumann for an interview. It's our man Connor Riley, guys. Kate Connor Riley on Twitter. And follow everybody from Dog Nation. Get the latest on the dogs. Uh, Todd Munkin had his press conference in Baltimore. Talked so much about the culture. And I know we asked you a lot. We kind of peppered you with questions about Mike Bobo. Is, but you did kind of, for guys who missed it last week, Bobo was involved. And Bobo is part of this winning culture on the offensive side, isn't he? Yeah, Bobo worked pretty closely with Todd Munkin last year in terms of play design, in terms of play scripting. And I actually think Bobo is going to be a better quarterback coach than what Todd Munkin was for Georgia. You know, Munkin's background is not in quarterbacks. He's primarily a wide receivers coach coming up. Now, he can work with quarterbacks, but we learned from Stetson Bennett at the Heisman Trophy ceremony that Buster Faulkner was a guy that he worked really closely with in terms of talking and, and walking through the position there. And I would expect Mike Bobo to have a very big hand in that with this group of quarterbacks going forward this year. And with Munkin, you hear him talk so much about the culture. He helped change that culture at Georgia. You know, yes, it was incredibly strong before he got here, but I think as he exits the program now, it's very clear that at Georgia, you can and should have an elite offense that can score and win in a variety of ways. And that's ultimately what Mike Bobo is stepping into. Mike Bobo knows that. He worked closely with Todd Munkett a season ago, and he knows the goal is to go out there and have an offense similar to what Georgia was able to do from a productivity standpoint this past season. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, Munkin, and we heard his press conference. We played a little bit from it yesterday um, as he was introduced, you know, from the or to the Ravens uh, fan base. And, and he talked a lot about Georgia, which is kind of interesting. I know it's his last stop, but, you know, he was just talking about that whole the makeup and, and the head coach being in place. And I thought it was kind of interesting, the stuff that he was saying about what can I do to, to better this place and then he leaves it, and we're you know we're talking about him being one of the best all time coordinators right. in college football because he won back to back championships. So I do think the Bobo shoes, or should I say, the Munkin shoes, are hard to feel. But I do agree with you with Bobo. I do feel like this is going to work. It'll be better uh, when it happened. You know, I question it, Connor, but 
after you know a few weeks of talking with you, I think you've convinced me and a lot of dog fans that we should relax and let this play out. Right, and again, you know, does Bubba have the high ceiling that Monkey potentially has? Maybe not, but I think his Bubba's floor at the very least is incredibly high. And the other thing, too, you know, you saw today Florida's defensive coordinator, Patrick Tooney, a, a, a very promising young coach, 32 years old, was the defensive play caller last year for Florida. He leaves to go take a job at the Arizona Cardinals. Look, the college football game going forward, is just not as attractive as a game as it once was for a coach. You know, the recruiting, transfer portal, NIL, it is a tougher job than it was, say, five years ago, certainly when Mike Bobo was last here. But you look at what Georgia has right now, and look, Glenn Schumann is going to go off and become a head coach someday. That's just the reality when you have very good, mm-hmm. promising young coordinators. But Will Champ has already done that. Mike Bobo has already done that. And the fact that they're now both back at Georgia working with Kirby Smart I think, you know, to tie it all back into the culture talk, stability is going to be very important for Georgia in the next five, six, seven years. And when you have established guys who are clearly very capable and good at their job in Mike Bobo and in Will Muschamp, you you have another pitch and another, you know, add another pillar to your column, to your culture column of, hey, we have a head coach who's going to be here for the long haul, who's not interested in going anywhere. And we have two coordinators who are very talented at what they do and good play callers in what they do. And they also want to be here at the University of Georgia. They're not sniffing around looking for the next job. And I think that really matters as Georgia tries to build out and continue to be a championship contender on a year-in, year-out basis. It is our man Connor Riley. Connor, I'm going to switch it over to round ball just for a sec. Uh, We spent a lot of time today. We talked earlier about the controversy in Tuscaloosa. I mean, there's a a murder victim. A woman's dead. And Brandon Miller is still playing basketball. And Nate Oates doesn't want to know anything about discipline. Do you feel that Coach, uh, I mean, the coaches obviously have some responsibility. We gave the, uh, the Isaiah Crowell story as an example of how Mark Rick wasn't monkeying around at Georgia. Do you think Sankey or somebody in the SEC steps in? Do they have anything like a commissioner's list like you do in the NFL? Or is the SEC just going to let this whole situation play out as bad as the optics are? Uh, you know, I, I think because of the fact that Brandon Miller isn't going to be formally charged with anything in this, I think makes that a, a lot murkier of an, of an area in terms of what comes next. Personally, like, Brandon Miller is going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft next year. Uh, that you know he is that good of a player, and quite frankly, I don't think he has anything left to prove with the college game in terms of developing his stock and whatnot. The only reason he'd want to be there is because he still wants to be there and playing with his teammates. And, and look, this is the best Alabama basketball season in at least twenty years, and probably, quite frankly, in my lifetime. I think they're good enough to win a national championship. Right. And unfortunately, it's one of those things where you're weighing, you know, on-court success because Brandon Miller clearly makes this team better. He's one of the best players in college basketball. And they're going to have to decide, you know, how much does this ongoing investigation and Miller's role in this and Alabama's entire basketball program connection do this matter going forward. You know, obviously, look, Nato to apologize for the comments he made. And I'm sure if he had to do it over again, he would not make the same sort of callous remark that he did in that situation but it's a very just interesting situation where Alabama pretty clearly like Brandon Miller doesn't need to prove anything and if Alabama you know wanted to take the pressure off him and say hey let's just have him sit out a few games let this investigation play out and figure it out from there but again this is a team trying to win a championship and we know certainly in Alabama and that's not just put this in Alabama I think if Georgia were in the same situation you would see them do the same thing I think you'd see almost every school do something with a player as talented as Brandon Miller it's just it's a very difficult situation where Alabama chief first and foremost is going to have to weigh the decision of you know how much does having Brandon Miller play for us 
matter given what's going on around him right now. Greg McElroy, by the way, former Bama quarterback, calls it uh, despicable, embarrassing, completely unsympathetic. Talk about what Nate Oates had to say. Real quick, Carl and I were just talking yep. about off the air. Mike White, about what you expected his first year, maybe NIT for the dogs? Yeah, I think if they can have a strong close to the season, if they have winnable games against Missouri, Florida, and South Carolina, they win two of those three and then win, you know, a 7-10 matchup in the SEC tournament, I think they can get to an SEC tournament. Uh, to me, they've exceeded expectations just given where this program was at the start of the year and what you've seen from them. Obviously, a really tough week the past week against Alabama and against Arkansas, two really talented teams, two NCAA tournament teams that have elite NBA-level athletes, and that's just not what Georgia has right now. But So, you know, this past week has not gone the way that they've wanted to, but I think they do have a chance to close the season strong. And the fact that they've won six games in the SEC, have a chance to get to eight there, when they won six games all season last year, I think you look and see what Mike White is doing. There is a, a strong culture being built here. You see the positive steps. It's not going to be necessarily a quick turnaround, but I do think the steps are being taken to where you know Georgia can get to a place where they're in the NCAA tournament every year. And then once you get to that step, you can make the leap to, okay, we can get to the second weekend every year. We can get to you know being a team that can, can reasonably contend to be in a Final Four. That's what Mike White is building to, and in my perspective, I've seen the positive first steps that needed to be taken here for him in his first year at Athens. Yeah, he completely turned the team over. He can coach, no doubt. Uh, completely turned the team over and has done a really good job. Uh, you know, you look at the Alabama game, they're just more talented, to your point, Connor. And once he's able to attract some more of that kind of thing, he's, I think he's got two of the top national, two, two of the top 100 national recruits coming in next year, um, things will start to look a lot better for Georgia basketball. We got to run, man. Great job, as always. Looking forward to talking about what happens next week with the Combine and all the things we'll be seeing. Connor Riley, where can people find your stuff? Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Kerry Connor Riley. And Combine is next week. Uh, and then shortly after that, spring practice ramps up. So it never ends here with Georgia football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.